Section 12 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 6, Number 4, November 1899. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Andrea K. The Carolina Paraquet, Conurus Carolinensis, by Linz Jones. Few birds indeed can lay claim to such beautiful and varied dress as our native paraquet. But for this dress, and for certain habits which will be spoken of more particularly a little later, he has had to pay a most severe penalty. Once an abundant bird over the whole southeastern portion of the country, ranging commonly as far north as southern Ohio and Illinois, and sometimes even as far north as southern Michigan and New York, and as far west as eastern Colorado, his numbers and range have been reduced to a few individuals in the wilds of the Indian Territory and the adjacent parts of Texas, and the fastnesses of the Florida swamps. The region over which he ranged so numerously in advance of civilization suffers a distinct loss in his extermination. It is hardly fair to lay the blame for the disappearance of this bird solely at the door of the plume hunters and collectors, for it must be admitted that the paraquet was a real menace to the fruit grower and farmer when he was abundant. Even his extreme fondness for the fruit of the cocklebur, thistle, and a few other noxious plants could hardly atone for the complete ruin of the apple crop or his serious inroads upon the wheat or cornfield. One could not stand tamely by while a flock of these birds, with all their beauty, stripped his orchard of every blossom and bud. The food of the paraquet was entirely vegetable, consisting of the seed of the cocklebur, as already stated, sycamore and cypress seed, pecan and beech nuts, the fruit of the pawpaw, mulberries, wild grapes, and various other wild fruits, as well as cultivated fruits, the seeds of pine cones, and the burgrass. Grains of various kinds were eaten while in the milk, and Mr. Frank M. Chapman found them eating the seeds of thistles. So varied a diet enabled these birds to pass the winter in the northern parts of their range, as well as farther south. It has been stated that paraquets have been found hibernating in hollow trees in the coldest winters. If they were actually found in such places, they were undoubtedly simply taking refuge from some severe storm, to issue forth again when it had passed. The paraquet's strong hooked beak was probably so formed for the cutting of stems and husks of plants and the crushing of seeds and nuts but he also finds it useful in climbing about trees as an aid to his yoked feet and as a partial support while he sleeps in some hollow tree, the bill being hooked over a projection or into a convenient crevice. Major Charles E. Bendire describes the flight as undulating, like that of the woodpeckers, but very swift, accompanied by a continuous chattering while on the wing. The birds remain together in flocks of from six to twenty individuals, before they became so scarce by hundreds, and are very devoted to each other. 
The cries of a wounded companion will always recall the whole flock to his aid, thus enabling the hunter to kill every bird in the flock. It is this characteristic, no doubt, which has very largely caused the rapid disappearance of the birds before advancing civilization. The nesting habits of the paraquet are in some doubt, but the evidence seems to indicate that the birds may rear their brood either in a cavity in a tree or build a slight nest after the fashion of the morning dove. Such nests seem to be largely confined to the cypress swamps of Florida. The eggs, several of which have been secured from birds in confinement, are pure glossy white, smooth, and rather ovate in shape, somewhat larger than those of the morning dove, and averaging 1.39 by 1.07 of an inch. These birds seem to nest in colonies, a fact which led Major Bendire to suggest that when the colonies were very large, the birds were forced to build open nests from a lack of suitable nesting places in cavities. The cry is described as shrill and disagreeable, a kind of grating, metallic shriek. One call resembles the shrill cry of a goose. They sometimes give utterance to low conversational notes while perched. It seems almost incredible that scarcely more than half a century has witnessed the passing of a once abundant species of our native bird. Like the bison, the paraquet has been swept away by the rushing tide of progress, leaving only fading memories where once they were characteristic features of the landscape. We may congratulate ourselves that there are few of our birds and mammals that find it so impossible to survive the advance of civilization. End of section 12. This recording is in the public domain.